Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I am Tyler Metcalf, joined, as always, by the Grand Duke of, Duke of Gifts, the Conductor of Chaos, the Middle Manager of Madness, Tyler Rucker. How are we doing? Turn it up, Metcalf. Another good week. I, hey, I was really, really proud of last week's episode. Um, kind of one of my favorite ones that I've done with you for a bit. It felt like it got the creative juices going again, and uh, we got some really good college basketball coming up this weekend. I mean, this slate is crazy mr metcalf how are we doing though how about yourself are you are you feeling bad better since our therapy session sir i'm much better much better um spirits are lifted uh the the actual health of my body is deteriorated significantly i've been battling this lovely cold so if i'm sniffling or um coughing or anything during this i apologize to the listeners i will be utilizing this mute button to its full effectiveness um but I'll try to go on rants. Metcalf texted me earlier in the week. He's like, Hey, I don't, I don't know if I got it this week. You know, I'm all sick. And I was like, no problem. No worries. Next day. You're like, I'm good. Let's, let's go. <laughs> I was like, Iron Man, let's get after it. Ooh, there, there, there's just too much nonsense to, to talk about too much going on. Um, and you know, I, I, I'm, I hate FOMO. So, you know, yeah. I, 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 I don't like missing my shift. Um, but so, when listeners are listening to us, uh, it'll be Friday, obviously. So Saturday, we have one hell of a slate of basketball games. Oh um, dare I say the best day of college basketball so far this year? I, I believe so. I mean, it, it, it's pretty funny. You know, we'll be talking about it with, with no ceilings, or I'll be talking to draft buddies of mine. And, you know, obviously, weekend hoops are the greatest, you know, because most of us are off our jobs, and we get to finally relax for a little bit. And um, I get to focus on just no ceilings, which is great, but I always feel like I'm looking ahead to kind of get an idea of like, okay, what, what am I going to do on Saturday and Sunday? Who am I going to watch? And you look at this slate of games this Saturday and my goodness, folks, if you have any plans for the weekend, clear them. don't do it. Just sit your butt at home and, and take on some hoops. Cause I mean, Metcalf, it is unbelievable. The quality of games. And I'm not just talking about, you know, top 25 showdowns i'm talking about just the, the quality and there's gonna be some bar fights with this slate so i mean what are you thinking are, are you so excited for this or what i mean i know you're gonna be a little under the weather but hopefully this will bring you back to to full square yeah i mean so i i think the biggest ones that we have you know the the six biggest matchups are indiana versus kansas alabama versus gonzaga houston versus virginia uh, north carolina versus ohio state ucla versus kentucky and tennessee versus arizona um, where do you want to start with those? I don't know. They're, they all sound incredible. Um, I sort of want to save Houston, Virginia for the end, because okay. I feel like there's a defense joke in there that I can't really figure out right now, but that game literally might just be a bar fight. I mean, the over and under might be 60. Um, I, you 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 take the honors. You're feeling a lot under, under the weather. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with UCLA, Kentucky, or do you want to start somewhere else? Um. Oh boy. You know. know. Let, let, let let's just kind of go chronological order here. Okay. Um, okay. I like this. Let, let, let's start with Indiana versus Kansas. 
How are we feeling about this Indiana Hoosiers? Because we've done a lot of talk about Kansas, and we'll we'll, we'll jump in on them because they got a lot of prospects that excite us. But uh, how are we feeling about Indiana? I don't know if me and you have talked about TJD since I saw him in person um, going we up against Arizona. What? We have not. So we I'm have curious not. what your so, thoughts were. It, it was interesting. I thought I was going to go there. And, and for everyone that's an active listener, welcome. We miss you. We love you. Um, I feel like me and you have, have talked about TJD jokingly over the years because we're, we're, we've had different opinions when it comes to where we see. I will take that back. I think last year we had a different opinion of where we kind of saw him in the range. I feel like this year you're kind yeah, of at, at the start of the year. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I still feel after seeing him in person and, and he was one of the guys I really wanted to see this year just because I'm puzzled. Um, I wrote about him in my scouting notebook for no ceilings, It's absolutely free. Go check it out. First plug under less than five minutes. Unbelievable episode. And he's still puzzling to me. Um, I think I'm, I'm seeing a little bit more what you were seeing last year now, but I still think he was big. Um, he's lengthy, he's stocky, moves well. And I still think there's a, a really good spot for him at the NBA level um, with the right fit, um, as with most prospects. But, you know, I watched him battle with Umar Balo all night, and Balo was a man-child in that game. Yeah. Um, I even had a funny comment, you know, from an Indiana fan, He's like, TJD's awesome. Moment he goes up against the true center, though, it is game over. And I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> and boy, those Indiana fans, shout out. They traveled well, and they were vicious. It was amazing. So, I don't know. I just wanted to see where your thoughts at were, are with him still. Um, I didn't get to look at Hood Shafino, which was a bummer. But, you know, he looked great standing around in sweats and warm-ups. You know, he looked like a guy that could, you know, potentially be a steal in the draft. What about you? What about you with TJD? Hit me with some thoughts. Yes, I, I, I've steadily been growing on him, or he's been growing on me. Um, I, I, I don't think he has any opinion of me, um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, just he's been affecting the game in a bunch of different areas as the season has gone on, and I've started entertaining the thought of, could this be a first-round guy? And that's where the absolute perfect landing spot has to come into play where a team who could use his athletics and he's springy as fuck. And the way he gets off the floor is super impressive, legit rim protector, legit rim runner. Um, I love his footwork in the post, uh, really balanced, really quick, um, long strides, finishes in a variety of ways in the post. Love it. Even the passing this year has looked awesome. Really good. Um, He still refuses to shoot which, you know, just really grinds my gears. Um, but it didn't look bad in warmups. I'm telling you, it did not look bad. I thought it was going to look bad. It did not look bad. It's not good, but it's not bad. So, so, so let, let, let's stay there for a second. Then. Is it a confidence thing? Is it a system thing? Is it a, hey, I can just dominate down here. So screw I think it. that one, I think it's that, so then, I think it's the latter. So then why against Arizona when he was he had a straight up bad time in that game and he really oh. struggled against that size. So why not stretch him out? I don't know. 
Because because it looks like it looks like it it's it looks like it's he knows he needs to work on it. He has been working on it. But I don't know if he's at the point where in his head he's like, hey, this could do more harm for me than help. Nope. But and I'm right there with you. I'm like, no, you could shoot that. And, and I even hit up a, a shooting buddy of mine. I was like, what do you think of this? And I like had a close up zoom of him. And he's just like, it's close. He's like, his feet, his feet are a little lined up like too far to let like blah, blah, blah. He needs to get square with his lower body. But up top looks good. Like he just needs to fine tune a little bit. So I was like, it's close. I don't know why. And he, I mean, in warmups, he's shooting three-point shots. Like, Indiana's warmups, of course, you know, Indiana basketball. But, like, they were all just everyone's doing the same thing. Like, methodical. Like, every single rep was everyone doing the same thing and over and over and over again. And shots at the top of the key, shots left wind, left elbow, like, all over the place, off movement shooting. But, like, Trace looks good. Um but that that game opened my eyes when, like, okay, I don't know if you could be small ball five, and it, there's an argument to be made about going to the NBA level, and you know, can you survive at the NBA level with you know battling down low? But like Ballo, just he from the he was completely unfazed by Davis. Oh my gosh, from the opening minutes of the game, he was like, "Welcome to my nightmare. Like this is my world." Like. And he was just, you know, sealing him off and getting the high low pass. And and TJD was battling. He just had no. Sh- he just had no shot. Ballo. That's why I love Ballo. And I'm like, we need to have a conversation. But we'll talk about Arizona later. But um, I just wanted to see where you're at because I, I still really really like him. And he puts the ball down on the ground sometimes and gets places in a hurry. He covers a lot of ground. I thought he's shown some flashes as a shot blocker again this year. He puts up big numbers, but it it was just a it was one of those games you you keep in the back of your memory. You don't overreact, but you have to keep seeing how he responds. And you know, we say after one game, don't get too high, don't get too low. And and after that game, I left and I was like, dang, now I got questions. <laughs> like right. now I need to keep watching more. But um, I'm going on rants, Metcalf, because I'm trying to save your health. You know, no, I, no, I, don't, I know. Don't, don't worry about me. It, but hey, I, 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 just I die on air, it's good for ratings. So you know, um, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, you know, um, we'll clip no, it so, some way. So l- l- last thing with Jackson Davis is where you are with him defending in space because these last two games, I've been. Un- underwhelmed to almost concerned about how he's defending and drop coverage and on switches. I I, I want to point out, and hopefully this answers what you're trying to go at. I thought his feet were a little heavy. Yep. Um, seen in person. And that actually concerned me. Um, or because like when I go through warm ups, I'm watching everything, I'm watching shots, and then after a while, when I get feel for that, then I'm like, okay, let me see the feet, like, let me go through like measurements. Do they look like they're gonna have a good wingspan, like, blah 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 blah. And his feet, I was like, oh, like, I, he got cinder block secretly, big fella. And I just like kept like looking at it. And then the game, he had a couple times where I thought he was a little slow to react or get somewhere. And, and then all of a sudden, like when that happens, I start flashing through like the film that I've been watching. And I was like, I've seen him have some big blocks, but it is after he gets beat off the dribble in space on the perimeter where he's, he's having to make a big, like 
come across the key rejection at the rim because he, he's got burn. And as cool as that looks on highlights, at the next level, that ain't happening because people are getting by you and they're saying goodbye and they're dunking and you're not getting minutes. So I, I, I'm kind of right there with you. And that's where now I'm raising questions because I'm like, okay, if you're going to get beat in space and it's going to get worse at the next level and I'm looking at your feet and now you're getting overpowered by strength, where are we putting you? Like, what, what's the role? And I think he'll figure that out. I think he's a smart guy that's, you know, he's a, he's a senior. He also understands the bait guys to all of a sudden be like, yeah, drive on me because he can block that shot. But um, just getting overpowered, I was just like, whoa, man. And he battled. I I just think Indiana didn't have anyone that could stop Ballo. He yeah. was like, hey, I'm the senior. This is this is my team. Let me figure it out. And they threw everyone at Ballo. They threw everyone at Tubelas. And it was just Arizona was too much. But um, – that's interesting you brought that up. And I promise for everyone listening, we we haven't talked about this. So I like doing these podcasts with you, Metcalf. You, you, you're a smart guy. Are, are you very concerned? Are you concerned moving down? Are you concerned of just like you'd be my, nervous? My, my excitement has been stifled. I'll put it that way. Um, yes. Like I, I still have like a mid-second round grade on him. But if those defensive concerns kind of keep showing up and popping up, you know, throughout big 10 play and across less or with, or against less athletic guards and, you know, stuff like that. Then it's like, okay, well, if you're struggling with this six, one dude, who's never going to sniff the pros, what are you going to do with a guy like Tyrese Maxey or Darren Fox on the pick and roll or, you know, whatever, you know, Monte Morris, even, you know, these yeah. super quick guys who know how to use their body a little more effectively, who know how to angle themselves and then extend the other way and finish like the chase down blocks are awesome. The recovery blocks are incredible. They look super cool. They're not as effective at the next level because you have to be perfect to get there. And it's so hard to do that. Um, the other two names on Indiana to keep an eye on in this Kansas game are Malik Renault, a freshman and Jalen Hutchifino. Is Hutchifino playing? Do we know? Is I don't know. Questionable I feel like I get hurt every time. I, I think he's close, so it wouldn't shock me. It, it will be one of those things if you wake up and you get an announcement, you'll be very, very excited. Um, I I love Hutchifino. I was very bummed that he wasn't playing in Vegas, but um, where are you at with him? We can we can we'll, we can touch on this very quick. We, and and I like what I saw from Malik. He needs another year. I'm sorry for everyone that's a big huge yeah, Malik agreed. fan. Just needs another year. Really really liked him. I was like, oh, I'm a fan, but he looks like a uh, sophomore. Holy crap! Buckle up. He could break out. And I, I thought he almost TJD. looked. I thought he almost looked better defending in space than Trace. Um, yeah, I thought his pick and roll coverage was really good. Uh, and he fought just as hard as Trace did against Balo. I mean, the results are pretty similar because Balo is a monster. Um, and, you know, he, he's been willing to take at least a couple jumpers. Uh, they don't necessarily look great, but it's a start. So I, I agree. I am really encouraged by what he's showing as a freshman. He's going to be a sophomore guy. Huchifino, uh, really like, um, just need him to get healthy. But that's basically it right now. I have like a mid to late first round grade on him right now. Um, but if he kind of comes back healthy for the whole year and continues to defend, play, make, and then starts to 
kind of expand his shooting range a little bit. Again, I don't need 45% from three. I need volume, if anything. Even if it's 28% or 32%, I don't care. That's fine. Just show me you're willing to shoot it. Um, For an update on that, looks like trending in the direction of playing, but they're hopeful. Um, I think he was supposed to practice today and it looks like they were trying to kind of rev up the intensity so quote uh mike woodson quote said they wanted to see if hutchfino could handle the pounding in practice today oh pause um so i really really like him yeah um i think i'm gonna be a a hutchfino fan because i think he's gonna be a lot better than his stats will tell us here i really love how he plays the game of basketball yeah so um, okay, what about what about Kansas? Hit me with it. Um, yeah, so na- names to keep an eye on in this matchup. Um, Duan Harris, uh, Grady Dick, KJ Adams, Jalen Wilson, uh, Ernest Uday, Zubi, Zubi Geofor. Um, I just wanted I, you to I, say Zubi. <laughs> um, just an elite name. Um, I believe those are kind of... Oh, and Kevin McCuller. Apologies. Uh, friend of the program. Um, friend of the program. I, I, I believe those are the main ones. I, have your feelings changed at all on any of those guys recently? Um, not too much. I'm still a big fan of all of them. Um, I'm just looking at the game log for Grady Dick. Nine points against Wisconsin, seven points against Tennessee, and his last three games, those were before. And then in his last three games against Texas Southern, Seton Hall, Missouri, he's averaging 15.3 points with shooting splits of 51, 42, 80. Pretty good. Pretty good. I like him at calf. I, 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 um, I'm just trying to figure out the range with Grady Dick. Uh, the more I watch, the more I get it. it. It's the shooting. It's the shooting asset in this draft class. Um, I, I I think if you got him right outside the lottery, you'd be pretty excited, especially if you need a shot, a shooter. I think there's some athleticism. I think he's got upside. My, my question to you, you are a GM. I'm going to throw a lot of these at you. I, I, yeah. I was having some fun getting prepared for this one. You're a GM. You're picking right outside the lottery. Let's say you're picking 18th. You need a wing. Um, obviously for everyone listening, this would come down to roster. We would have to evaluate the roster. If we were in a war room, like what do we really need? Do we need three point shooting. Do we just need some versatility? Blah, 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 blah. But we're having fun here. You got to pick between Grady Dick and Jalen Wilson. Oh, your team. So you're picking 18. You're right out. You feel like you need one more depth piece to really get you in the playoffs for, for a couple years straight. Um, some some you know information behind the scenes. Let's build up the character. Let's build up the story. You need an extension. You're you're really eager. Um, final year of your contract. What are you doing? Um, I I'm gonna go with Grady Dick. Wow. Okay, I would have gone with Jalen Wilson. Wow, right, it's so amazing. So tell me why? Because I really think I'm. I, I keep buying in on Jalen Wilson, and I don't know if it's because. I wasn't in on him before and now I'm really, really liking everything he's offering and he's the Swiss army knife, or if it's because I'm still just not at that next level of the Grady Dick um, 
love. But I have Wilson ahead of him. Everyone oh, call wow. the authority. Yeah, everyone okay. call the authorities. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have Grady Dick at 15 and Wilson at 21 right now. Um, so like, I, I really like Wilson. I love what he's shown. Um, I, I think he's going to be more of the off ball role that we saw last year than what he's been showing this year. I don't think he's really going to be having any on ball stuff at the next level, but that's fine because he can kind of parlay what he's showing this year, the skills, the shooting improvement, the defense, the passing, he can parlay that into really effective off ball role. Um, I just think the upside with uh, Grady Dick is immense. The, the shooting alone is enough at six, eight is enough to really stretch defenses. You can do some really creative stuff. Um, He's not super comfortable creating off the dribble or anything, but I think he can attack closeouts pretty effectively. I need to see the passing improve a little bit more, but at six, eight, I think there's, um, I, I think he's smart enough to where you can get at least a capable defender or a team defender, at least out of him. Um, so I, and then you factor in the age and the, you know, overall kind of development curve of, of those guys. And I, I, I just think the upside um, with Grady is a little higher and he can contribute with an elite skill from day one in some form or fashion. I respect that. I like it. Um, I guess I'm just, and you know, for everyone that's going to overreact about some of our big board rankings, it's it's our second update. Let's calm down. It's so damn early. Um, we're getting excited. For breaking news. We're having a big board coming up really soon for no ceilings. Composite ones. That doesn't mean that's our, you know, our individual ones are out there. But I guess I'm, I'm, I'm just really liking the versatility of Jalen Wilson. Um Last three games, he's averaging 20.3 points, 9.3 rebounds, and 3.3 assists with shooting splits of 44, 47, 71. But I, it's not like I don't think Grady Dick get to that level. I just think for a playoff team, if you're weighing the the two, you might lean more towards the, the Jalen Wilson of, okay, well, he can do a lot of what we can ask for him on the court right now. Grady Dick might be a little bit behind as a defender. Like, do you think Wilson's defense is miles and miles ahead? Or do you think Grady Dick will yeah. get to that level? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's where I'm at. And that's probably why I have him higher is because I think an NBA team would be like, Hey, he can stick on defense and be good everywhere. You know, Grady Dick might be elite as a shooter, but it might take time for the rest of his game to develop. Now I'm going on a rant. So rock chalk Jayhawk. All right. Let's move on to game number two, Alabama versus Gonzaga. Um, Do you want to start with Gonzaga or Alabama? No, please no. (laughs) (laughs) Shout, Shout out Bulldogs, but no, I don't. I feel like all we've done is talk about Gonzaga lately. So we'll talk about them, but. Okay, you, so you you hit you start us off. I I rambled for Kansas, Indiana. Uh, so I'm having too the, much fun. The, the the two big names on Alabama are Brandon Miller and Noah, Noah Clowney, who is skyrocketing of draft boards. Um, I've been really impressed with what Jaden Bradley has shown as well. Uh, Mark Sears having a really good year. Charles Bediaco, a sneaky effective big man. Um, uh, out of those guys, who's really kind of jumping off the screen for you? Let's get this out of the way. Um, and I mean that in the best way. No clown. He's on fire and he he's hot right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Hansel hot. 
Yeah, I, I feel like he is skyrocketing. I've moved him up a ton on my board. I'm very intrigued. I We had a little vent before this. I don't know if it's because I love Noah Clowney or I hate the big class right now. And I'm trying to be like, okay, well, Noah, just, you know, I always say this is mover season. You, right when you get to conference play, this is mover season. You submit yourself as like, okay, I'm, I'm for, I'm legit, you know, um, but I'm intrigued. And, and there's a lot of people loving them. A lot of people getting buying stock aggressively. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'm one of them. I didn't think I was that aggressive, but Metcalf made me look like I had, you know, five heads before when I told him where I have him. So why are you low? Why are you also intrigued? Are you just a little nervous to get your heart broken? Um, I get it. I, I, I just need to see more right now. Um, I, he looked awesome against Houston. I know he put up big numbers the game before that, but it was South Dakota state. Um, you know, you look at the game before that against <laughs> UNC, uh, well, oh, he got hurt in that one, I believe. Uh, but solid game against Memphis. So the, the last three, he's been solid. Um, just kind of okay before that. Um, so I think he's still really raw, which is fine. I think the defense looks awesome. There are real strides being made game by game with that. And he's looking really fluid. Uh, love the way he moves in space. The shot blocking is just really athletic. Um, so I, I like a lot of that. Uh, the jumper... I'm glad that he's taking over three threes a game. Uh, that's significantly boosted by the 12 he took against South Dakota State. Um, but it looks okay, at least from like a catch and shoot standpoint, like in the corner or like a trail at the top of the arc. Um, so I, I wouldn't classify him as a three-point shooter, but I also wouldn't classify him as a non-shooter. Um, I'm just not sure what the overall upside is with him on offense at this point. And I I know the shot and the production has been good recently. That's awesome. I hope it continues. I just need to see it continue because some of the ball skill stuff looks a little clumsy. It looks really raw. Um, It looks like a guy who's never done it before, which is fine because he's a big and in a lot of the high school systems, a lot of bigs aren't allowed to do any of that stuff. So I'm not sure if, you know, the, the top 20 hype um, feels really reactionary to me right now. And I'm very intrigued. Just need to see more of it. Okay. We got a lot to take here and I, I don't mean to call you out on this, but I got to protect, you know, the faithful fan bases out there. I think you said South Dakota. It's actually South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits. South Dakota State, but thanks no, for No, I don't think you did. We're going to have to we're going to have to play it back. But anyways, I got to give some respect to the Jackrabbits. Having a tough year, 3 of 6 right now. Let's let's get back on the right track. Anyways, um I understand I, I'm a little eager with the jumping in, you know, full feet. But I think this is this is a very legit candidate to be moving up some boards this is a mover candidate if we wanted to call it the tyler metcalf and tyler rucker mover candidate list noah Clowney would be at that really just rolls off the tongue it it (laughs) it really does we might have to make it an official thing but you know he's he's starting to produce i like the skill set i think there's some really intriguing flashes i like the shot from outside it looks solid um, there's been a lot of people out there throwing out Al Horford as a comparison. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> no. King Al does not deserve Settle. that right now. Like be, be patient. If we're talking Florida, Al Horford, you're even more insulting. So let's, let's relax. 
But I like what Clowney offers. He looks like he's the lights coming on. He he's got some confidence. But this is you're you're spot on, Metcalf, because this is if you're buzzing in the draft community, this is where you can either get scorching hot and stay that way and become a one and done, or you could really, you know, get cold in a hurry because he's got Gonzaga Saturday, then Alabama's got Jackson State at home. Mississippi State, 17th in the country. They're on the road. Then they play Ole Miss, and then they have a gauntlet of Kentucky, Arkansas. So, I mean, he is going to find out. He's going to have to showcase for the draft community, the the NBA world, what he's got. And if you could produce on this upcoming stretch with conference play starting and those tough games – you're going to really cement yourself. I, I mean, playing against Houston, Jarris Walker, and, and the Cougars, and yeah, you, you've woken everybody up now. Everyone's got your attention. Then Memphis, he's got another good game. But, you know, Gonzaga, you're going against Drew Timmy. You, you're going to get battle-tested down there against a, a savvy veteran in college hoops. And I don't know. I, I, I'm inter- interested to see what he can do because I think there is a lot of really good skills that are rising to the surface, but – you got to do it at a more consistent rate. You got to show a little bit more. And this is how it happens, though. Your boy, Johnny Davis, you know, well, they were playing. Uh, it wasn't the Atlantis tournament. What was it? I was trying to Google it the other day. Uh, he was getting, I don't remember. Whatever. It was like the non-conference play- tournament in the beginning of the year. And he got scorching hot. And then all of a sudden, he stayed hot and was on fire. And we still love him. Every Wizards fan, calm down. But yeah, go ahead, Metcalf. I'm way too much fun. No, do, so, do do you have anything else on Clowney or no? No. All right, I, let, I, let, I like him. Yeah, no, it's, I, I'm intrigued. I just I just want to see more. Um, so let's move on to Brandon Miller, who yes. some people are really freaking out about. Do you have any concerns with Miller? Um, you stole my question. <laughs> so ju- just for- are you? So go ahead. The, the the big thing with Miller is that he's kind of struggled against really athletic defenders, like against Houston, 0 for 8, uh, against North Carolina, 4 of 21, UConn, 5 of 15. There there have been some concerning signs. The two-point percentage isn't necessarily where you would want it. Do you have any concerns? Yeah. Uh, I, I'd be a, I'd be an asshole. And, and I, I would be smart if I had some, if I didn't have concerns right now, I I think it's just how big of a deal is it to you at this point of the year? I think everyone's going to have a different temperature check, but of course he's six, nine. He's athletic. He's athletic. I don't care what everyone wants to say about his athleticism. He's athletic six, nine, and he can glide all over the court. There are multiple types of athleticism, but he's six, nine. He's struggling to finish at the basket. Um, I think even Memphis, he had a couple tough finishes and they didn't look as easy as it should. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, that could have hit the rim and rolled out. But yeah, you'd be crazy not to. But at the same time, learning the game, he's 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 playing tough. I love his rebounding. I think he's fearless, relentless to get to the basket when it comes to crashing the boards or um, just trying to make second chance opportunities happen. And, and I, I absolutely love him. I think he's got star skills. Now, if this two point percentage, in my opinion, 
keeps being a problem the whole year, then you have to start being like, okay, we need to have a conversation. But also, that's probably going to be something that can be worked with. Um, it's probably something that's going to only improve. I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm at. What about you? Hit me with it. Yeah, I mean, you, it's hard not to be like, God, that two-point percentage sucks, because it does. It's not where you want it to be. But in the grand scheme of things, a guy who can shoot like that at 6'9", who can also rebound, defend, and pass like he does, okay, I'm fine with it. Uh, am I a little worried about maybe what his ultimate upside is as could he be that number one guy? Yeah, a little bit more now than I was at the very start of the year. Am I concerned that this guy isn't worthy of a top 10 pick or a top eight pick? Um, and I still have him at five. So no, I'm not worried about that because just that combination of tools and physical gifts, it's rare. It's rare. You Every team wants a 6'9 guy who can shoot. They're hard to come by. And he's one of them. And guess what? He also does a fuck ton of other things at a really high level. And with the passing, he's eager to pass. He loves getting assists. Like he's, there's an interview where he's talking about how much I actually it may have been with a uh, KOC who mentioned it when he was talking to him, um, how much he prefers to set up his teammates and when they score. So that's the kind of guy that I want to bring into my team. That's the kind of guy I want to build around. Also, he's really skinny right now. As yes. he continues to add muscle and weight and matures like every normal human being does, I, I think he's going to get strong. He's not; shy, He doesn't play with a lack of physicality. He doesn't shy away from contact. He just struggles to handle it right now. So I'm, I don't love – I would like the release point on his shot to be a little higher. I would like this you know, space creation to be a little better. I would like the two-point percentage to be a little higher. But he does a lot of things that no one else in this draft class does. Yeah, I mean, he had two nightmare performances shooting um, against two big teams. And, and people are going to talk about that. I mean, he, he went against Houston and North Carolina. I think he was four for 29 combined. Yep. You take those games out, and he's averaging 19.7 points with shooting splits of 45 46 79 with 8.7 rebounds and 2.1 assists and 1.2 blocks. He he's a bucket. Now, yeah. I agree. The the two I'm not trying to say the two point percentage is not, you know, scary. I I completely agree. I'm right there with everyone that wants to be like this is the the, you know, concern with Brandon Miller. My bigger question is is this the concern because everyone like, like this is scouting. We like to find what is the one problem and it's, we root for everyone, but when you're evaluating, what is the one weakness? What is the one problem? And can I live with it? And right now the problem for Brandon Miller is the two point percentage. We're all, we're saying, man, this guy is a stud. He is so good. And then everyone's going, no, but look, 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 the two point percentage. That's fine. That's what scouting and evaluating and, and trying to process it is. And, and me and you have talked about this before. It's find the next thing. Chad Holmgren was too skinny. What else? Give me something else. Feed me something else. Brandon Miller, I get it, the two-point percentage. Feed me something else. Is he too skinny? Does he not have a good, you know, 
Does he need a couple counters to his handles? I think the playmaking is just as impressive as the three-point shot has been this year. So if he just needs to get stronger and, and learn how to play a little bit slower and um, that improves the two-point percentage, then what are we going to be complaining about? And we'll find something. That's what scouting is. But I, I absolutely love him. Where do you have him? Let's just. I have him at five. Where do I have him? I have him at seven, and I don't feel good about it. Wow, you hate Brandon Miller. No, I have someone <laughs> very high that I'm going to piss some people off. Okay, well, I, I I think this weekend's game against Gonzaga is going to be really important for him because I am fascinated to see how he holds up against. I'm assuming Julian Strother will be defending him. Ooh, um, that should be a really fun matchup. Yes. So let's talk about Gonzaga because we have to. Um, is there anyone on this team that gets you ex- or that stands out as a draft guy this year? Um, and I'm assuming your answer is going to be Strother and only yeah, Strother. It's... So besides him, anyone else? For everyone listening, my big thing at No Ceilings is always, I tell everyone, like, just be positive. Always stay positive. I, I can't stand when everyone wants to, when everyone's excited to talk negative about college kids. I, I, get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. Like, sorry for swearing, but I'm like, come on. Like, yeah. Kids are working on their game. Let's be positive. Let's try to build them up. Let's try to get, you know, get them to the next level. We want to help. Help everyone. Help me help you. And, and that's what I'm a big believer of. Like, I'm, it's, it's so easy to be negative. Don't. Just be positive. But I'm struggling to be positive. <laughs> but I'm struggling <laughs> because I love, I love Gonzaga's team, but I just don't. Strother's my guy. I love Strother. I, yeah. I really do. Yeah, he, like, he's that prototypical 3 and D wing in the NBA who has also started to show a little more on-ball creation. Obviously, he won't be a initiator or anything in the NBA, but the ability to attack closeouts, run in transition, and do a little bit more than just catch and shoot, that's really important. You know what's funny? Strother might be the Andrew Nimhart of this year's draft. That like he goes second round, like right in the beginning, and we're just like, what are we doing? Why? And then like middle of the year, it's like, gosh, how did they get him in this? Like it's just I think he's gonna be one of those, oh, he doesn't have a ton of upside, but it's like, yeah, yeah, he might play 15 years though. Like he just might play a long time and and be low maintenance, low or high floor. Um, I just like you know, I, I think he's a three and D guy. And I really do. And I think that's a good test for him against Brandon Miller. Um, yeah. That's going to be it, it. It could help Strother add to his resume of like, hey, look what I did. If and if Miller struggles, then we're going to have an interesting conversation of like, hey, against three tough teams, he's put up some stinkers. But if Miller all of a sudden has a good game, we're going to be like, uh oh, here we go. What about you? I, I love our boy, Nolan Hickman. I just don't know if it's system or confidence or if we're going to look up and he's going to. St- click in the nba and we're gonna be like we knew it son of a gun yeah i mean i'm certainly not selling my hickman stock i i just feel like he may not be a this year guy which is fine which is Um, fine there's a lot of those guys just that there's just a lot of inconsistency with this game right now and some interesting let's say coaching decisions on when and when not to play him 
So I, I'm really intrigued for this matchup because Hickman versus Bradley, Hickman versus Quinterly, um, the Brandon Miller versus Strother, um, Clowney versus Timmy, Clowney versus Watson, Betty Ako versus Timmy. There, there are a lot of really fascinating individual matchups in this game that I think can really elevate and show off some of some of what these guys can really do. I'm just looking at Hickman's game log. I want to flip a desk. <laughs> he drops 15 on six of 11 against Purdue drops 14 on five of 10 against Xavier. Um, against Xavier, he had 14, six and five assists. And I'm, I remember seeing that. And I'm like, Oh, here comes Nolan. Like this might be it. And then he plays 33 minutes against Baylor. Goes 0 for 8, 0 points, 2 rebounds, 8 assists. And then follows that up with a 10-point, 9-point, and 5-point trifecta. I like him so much. I think he plays the game the right way. I think he just is not aggressive enough. And it's fine, but trying to get him... a to a second contract in the next level. And he might just not be a this year guy. And like Metcalf said, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, if anything, we love that. Like, great. You know, spend another year. He's a sophomore. It's okay. He can be a junior and be like ready to roll. I don't know. Anybody, anybody else? I like no. Watson. He's just not a draft guy right now for me. Yeah. Yeah. I like how he plays though. Yeah, for sure. Um, l- l- let's move on to Houston versus Virginia, which oh gosh, I'm very excited for this game. As someone, very... who, as someone who adores defense, I am pumped to see a 28-26 halftime score. It is going to be incredible. Yeah, so I, I'm going to – this is the night game, isn't it? Son of a gun. No, it's early. Oh, amazing. It's at noon. So um, – I'll throw a little football joke in here. By the way, congrats to your Lions. Great win. Yeah, just exposing um, your fraud Vikings. But... The Vikings play Saturday, and I realized this like yesterday, and I was like, son of a gun. I didn't know they played on Saturday this weekend. Literally college basketball. So no, it's at noon. The Vikings are at 11. So I'm, I'm, it's great because the Vikings suck again. Then I get to just watch college basketball and be like, screw you guys. Um, yeah, last joke about the Vikings is there'll be more defense in this game than the Vikings play the rest of the year. Yeah. So, um, I got some thoughts about these teams. Um, who do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with Houston. Yeah, let's do it because you, you think you're only fan of defense. I love defense too. So Houston's coming off that loss. This is a big one for them. I think they, they, they know it. Yeah, I feel like because they start threw pro- away a big lead too. Yes, big lead. You you better respond, and, and the b- biggest way to respond is getting a win over a team that's. I never know if the rankings are updated on these damn apps, but apparently Virginia's number two and Houston's five. Do you have the same? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Just making sure we're on the same schedule. I still love Jarris. I'm fine with what I've seen from Jarris. Do you have any comments? Uh, he looks incredible defensively. He started to show a little bit more offensive juice. Um, God, I wish that dunk would have gone down um, in that Alabama game where he tried to murder, I think it was Noah Clowney. Um, 
but it may have been someone else. Um, I just would like to see them let him do a little more out of the short roll, out of the DHO. Uh, he had the DHO keeper uh, that was gorgeous. Um, his his overall defense in that game was absurd, though. So excited for more of that. Um, and I just hope they kind of keep letting the leash out and letting him do more because he can. He has so much more to his game than they've let him show. I feel like we're going to – I feel like he's got a shot to turn into the Incredible Hulk during one of the games if he literally just, like, has a big dunk. I I, I love what I've seen from Jarris. Like, I have him – where do I have him? I have him at eight, and it's not that I don't love Jarris. Four good, good, Metcalf. But I have – I my next big board, I will say, I – I already have some dangerous thoughts in my head. I'm waiting to see if some guys do some things, but we'll save that for down the road. How descriptive. Yes. Um, talk to me about Terrence. What are your thoughts? This is what I'm little puzzled by, and I think it's it's not that I'm not a fan. I think I'm just like, okay, are, are people believing in the – flashes too much you know what i'm trying to say yeah um i kind of get that sense too because i i'm intrigued I, I i think he's shown a lot of really fun stuff um another guy who has just a super inconsistent role like i in that alabama game he got eight minutes and one shot um you know he I, I think he took a, took a corner three and missed it and then immediately got pulled in the first had a turnover in the second and got pulled um I, the, the consistency is just not there for me. Um, I, I think there's stuff to like with the outside shot. There's a lot to like with this defense. Um, there's, oh, what game was it? There's one game, uh, against Oregon, Oregon, where he, Oregon, he, yeah, where he went off and was super disruptive, jumping passing lanes, forcing steals, running the other way, hitting threes. Uh, he looked awesome in that game there just hasn't been the consistency where I'm seeing people mentioning him in the first. And I don't think he's shown anything close enough to be like a legitimate first round consideration at this point. I'm not saying he doesn't have the tools to get there, but at some point the production has to take a step up. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't have him anywhere close to the first. Where do you have him? I think like late second spell. What number? Uh, Give me a number. Um, I'll be honest. 55. I have him at 50. Wow. Okay. We're smart. We're, we're smart. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, and I like him a lot, but you're, you're spot on. Like there's some really, we did the playback of the Oregon game, yeah. Houston, Oregon. And, and I, I remember we were watching him. Like, Arsenal looks good. Terrence Arsenal looks really good. I mean, he had 15 on six of 11. Like you said, he was jumping all over the place. He ended up with, uh, that game, he had five rebounds and three steals. But he follows that game up. And in the next five games, one, two, three, four, five. Yes, he combines for 11 points in five games. And then last game against NC, um, where is it? 14 points. 14, yeah, hit three in his last game. Sorry. Um, just inconsistency and and i understand everyone's getting really excited about the tools and the upside but that's wild inconsistency i'm going i mean we're trying to say like oh i, I can't put a guy at first round that 
He's had two games in double digits. Yeah. He's had 14 and 15. Other every other game has been single digits and low scoring. And you know, like you said, he had a game against Kent State. He played 17 minutes. Alabama, he plays eight minutes. Um, St. Mary's, he plays 12 minutes. So who knows? Might be an next year guy. Nothing wrong with that. Um yeah. go ahead. Do, has anything with you changed on Sasser? Um we and we kind of talked about him recently, so we don't have to dive in too deep. Yeah, um, um, I, I I think the shots kind of go, going to continue to struggle here recently while he wears those goggles. Um, it seems like those are kind of messing with him, but just now where did he wear them in his last game, or did I just see something different? Uh, he wore them in the Alabama game. I didn't I haven't seen the uh, okay. So one. so he must have taken them off in the last game. Um. I think he needs to maybe not try to do so much, which is tough for an upperclassman. That's like, he feels like this is probably like, okay, this is my team. This is my moment. He's just this up and down guy. And I'm waiting for the stretch of, you know, Sasser shooting 58% from the field over his last four or five games. Like that's the stretch I'm waiting for. I'm not saying it's happening right now because everyone knows that's not happening, but you know, he, he he has some games that really Sasser could put the team on his back. He also has some games where it's like, okay, big fella, you need to, you need to slow down a little bit, like just breathe. But we know he could score. I think I've moved him down a tiny bit, but it's just because I was so high on the potential upswing yeah. early in the year. But I, I still have him. I still think he's a first-round guy he, easily. Yeah. Um and I, I, I don't know. I, it was, I was literally watching him before we hit record. Um, and I was like, man, like, is he just trying to do too much or cause it, it he just looks so good. <laughs> like, like when it, everything's smooth, he looks like an NBA guard. Like he just, I was just like, this guy just looks like an NBA guard. Like, but we need, we need a little bit more efficiency. So yeah. And, I love and, to, to his credit, the defense has looked awesome. Um, but some other guys who the defense has looked awesome is basically everyone on Virginia. Uh, I think the three names to keep an eye on are Reese Beekman, um, who's kind of been really steadily productive all season. Um, Armand Franklin, who's cooled off a little bit since uh, his real hot tournament in Vegas. Um, and then Caden Shedrick. Uh, little fun fact here. I, I ran a query on Bartorovic earlier today because uh, I was looking at a different guy. Um, and I just wanted to see who were the players in the country who had a block rate of at least seven and a steal rate of at least four. And Caden Shedrick was one of the three guys to do it. And then you look at his other stuff, uh, effective field goal rate of 70, true shooting percentage of 73.4, block rate of 9.9, steal rate of 4.4. Not bad. Not bad. So. Shout out to Steven. Steven had his eyes on a good one. I haven't talked to you about this, but I'm uh I think Reese Beekman's gonna be one of my guys. Do, do you trust the shot? Because that that that's the swing with him, isn't it? Because the, yeah, the, the it's, defense it's has has been what it's been. I mean, he's been an incredible defender since he was a freshman. So yes. the, the big question is how does he score or impact the offense? So wh- where are you at with that? It, it it's and when I say my guys, I'm everyone relax. I'm not saying like so oh he's top gotta go got lottery. It. No, no. I, I when I have guys, it's just one of those things like I'm I would bet money on Reese Beekman figuring out how to stick in the NBA for a long time. 
I think the shot, you could tell that it's been something he's had to work on. He he shoots with confidence when he has it. I mean, I, I saw, where did I see him? They played uh, Baylor when I went to Vegas, and he only went two for two from deep. But I just felt he was all over the place. I just felt like he kept making an impact. He kept doing stuff. He, The game I saw, he finished with 10 points on two of six shooting, which is like everyone's going to say, oh, two of six. He finished with 10 points and 10 assists. And I felt like he was the best player on the court that night. And I, and I love Keontae George, but I just felt like Beekman was all over the place. He, every time they needed a big play, he was making a big play. I thought he played tenacious defense. He just seems like a guy NBA teams are going to love. Like NBA scouts and front offices can be like, man, this, this kid could just play. He, we could just put him in there and he'll figure it out. Like he will impact the game in a number of different ways. He plays his butt off defensively. He, he's got great vision. Um, I'm like you. It's just a shot. Like if the shot can just be respectable, he looks like he's just got the tools. And I know he's, you know, I think he's listed at 6'3". 6'3", 190. He just plays yeah. great basketball. And, and I just, every time I watch him, I'm like, man, this dude just plays. He just knows how to play the game. And, and makes great reads. He's got some cross-court passes some great vision like hits people on the money so i think it's gonna be fine um do we think he's a point guard at the next level that's where he is his next curveball and he's gonna have to to beat that i don't know um because is he this combo guard that you're just saying like to heck with it we don't care he can just play um Gets kind of like some like Shake Milton vibes where it's like, yeah, he's the point guard, but he's not necessarily acting like the point guard out there. Yeah, like you're you're almost playing him with like a scoring combo guard where it's like, okay, the two of them can kind of ex- coexist on the court at the same time and share ball duties, blah, 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 blah. But I just think he's he's a Swiss army knife. He, he's got a lot to his game that he can impact. But this is a huge game for him. Because if he could produce against one of the top teams in the country, it's just another one. Like we say, resume builders. You, you just keep adding those big performances. So do you like him? Am I crazy? I, I like him. I have yet to love him. Um, I don't I, love anybody unless they are Anthony Edwards. Uh, well, I, No. Know. No, I, no I'm just, what happened? I, I'm just annoyed. Who hurt you? I'm just, an imp. I'm just annoyed. Just I do feel I, like I he... need some consistency out of him. Yeah, I, uh, we need to that, do an NBA that, that, event that, episode. I have some thoughts, too. That, that, I'm always watching hoops, so I have thoughts. Um, okay, well, who else, okay. Who else uh, you got? Yeah, so that's all, that's all I have for that game. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just love Beekman. I'm excited to see... What he can do. Because I also think they might throw him at Sasser. Yes, I would assume so, which would be very fun. Very fun. Um, all right. So next, North Carolina versus Ohio State. Oh, um, don't make me do it. <laughs> I'm kind of cooling on a lot of the UNC guys uh, who I just get the vibes that they're a good college team. Um they're not off to the hottest start this year, but I, I think the kind of main guy to watch in this game is uh, Bryce Sensabaugh. I'm assuming Leaky Black will probably be on him, which may be the toughest defensive matchup 
uh, Sensabaugh will have faced this year, which will be a really good test for him. Um, I'm also hearing a lot of ridiculous things surrounding Sensabaugh and where people are putting him on their boards. I don't quite get that yet. I'm intrigued. I'm hearing those exact same things, Mr. Mike. So, so go ahead. So, so where are you at with him? No, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm, I, I think me and you are in the same wheelhouse. I, I think the shot looks good. Um, he looks like a bucket. I don't know what. What, what else, else does he do? <laughs> and that's fine. I'm not saying that in a negative way. He is a bucket. He's got a beautiful yes, yeah. shot when he when it's when it's squared up. Like everyone's throwing out these shooting percentages, these numbers. I'm like, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a nasty shooter, a scorer. He is a bucket getting. We could call you, you want to call him a hooper. Call him a hooper. What else? NBA guys, you got to be able to do some other stuff, especially you're going to play on the wing, and, and he's a big boy. He's big-bodied, so I'm saying, what else? What else do we have? And he is averaging this year 13.5 points, 3.8 rebounds, 0.8 assists, 0.6 steals, 0.5 blocks, but his shooting splits are 46, 48, 84 in 19 minutes. That's absurd. I get it. That's unbelievable. That's fantastic. Efficiency. Yes. What else? Like, that's all I'm saying. What else? Like, okay, I get it. He's a bucket, but you gotta be able to bring something else to the table. Cause you know, we talked about this with Jabari Smith last year. People were like, okay, well, if, if his shot's not falling, what else? And I was like, that's a great question. He plays nasty defense. He works his ass off. He's all over the place. Sensible is going to be another interesting case study in this class because I don't see the defensive upside that we saw with Jabari Smith. But I, where where are you at? Yeah, I I just need to see him kind of leverage that scoring gravity a little more. Um, in the Rutgers game, he had a really nice driving kick where it's like, oh, okay, cool. So you are capable of that. Why are we never seeing it? Um, and he's averaging 0.6 assists a game. That's not good. Um, not great, Bob. And it, it, yes, I I know that for an assist, the other guy has to make the shot. But I there are other that. guys. There are other guys on that team who can make the shot. Uh, McNeil, hell of a shooter. Is that key? Having an awesome year. So it's not like they're like he's the only guy on the court. So. Some of the defensive stuff, there were a couple flashes here and there where I was like, oh, okay, you're moving your feet pretty well. Um, let's get a little more consistency with that. The off-ball defense was not where I wanted it to be. Um, so I I just need to see more than can he hit tough shots because um, pretty much everyone in the NBA can make tough shots. So the other two names on Ohio State, uh, Felix Okpara, a backup center, not a this-year guy, but he's shown some interesting flashes. And then uh, Roddy Gale has had kind of a disappointing year um, based on what I was hoping for. I'm still really, really intrigued long-term, but probably not a this-year guy. But there, there could be some fun individual matchups with those guys as well. Uh, there's one more guy I got to give call to it i'm blanking i'm trying to make sure i got his name right but on ohio state oh zed key's been going a little crazy for them um junior big man having a good year um he is a load 68255 so yeah i sensible is interesting um i just like his last five games he's 11.8 points 
1.4 rebounds, 0.8 assists, 0.6 steals in 19 minutes. Shooting splits 47, 61, 100. But his, his true shooting percentage is 64.8. So, I mean, he's just, I don't know. I mean, he it's it's crazy because like he plays he he played three games almost of just twenty minutes and he averaged double digit points in all those games. And then against Rutgers, he's played thirty one minutes. He averaged he has thirteen points and two oh and one assist. So it's like, okay, well, what else are you doing? What else are you doing out there? And, and I don't know. I he feels like he's gonna be a a a battle with the advanced numbers crew and I'm welcoming it and I've been waiting <laughs> I'm just like I'm fine with it that's okay but um, I just had to get that last stat off about sense of ball but All right question uh, North Carolina no. does anyone get drafted yes Baycott him or love gets hot in the uh, tournament again I and they, I don't think Baycott I don't think either drafted. goes in first. No, no, no. I wouldn't say that. I think Baycott will get drafted. I think he's. I I don't see it with either uh, though. Unfortunately, I'm not saying I don't. I just could see Baycott getting a cup of coffee. Yeah, and someone drafting him fifty-five and on, being like, "Hey, tough rebounder. Let's give him a shot." And then I don't know. I like him. Um, love. He had a game that I feel like he put up unbelievable. Like, I feel like he had like 30 shots or something. I mean, I forget what it was off the top of my head, but go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. No, so uh, we're just going to move on to UCLA versus Kentucky. A lot of talent in this game. Uh, what are you looking for? Um. I feel like Jalen Clark is on a heater. And if he keeps staying on this heater, I'm going to have to make that Benedict Matherin meme all over again about Jalen Clark. Where are we at with him, Metcalf? I mean, he is doing some special, special stuff. Um, I forgot who tweeted it today. I think it was Ryan Hammer. Shout out, Ryan. You do great stuff with college hoops. Put up some advanced numbers about um, Jalen Clark. Let me find it. So go ahead. I'll, I'll try to find it. Oh, six foot five and up players since 2008 with an offensive rating above 100, a steal percentage above 5%, and a three point percentage over 40%. It's Jalen Clark. That's it. Now, I know advanced numbers can always get crazy, but that's still pretty damn impressive. I mean, he's just been a blast to watch film-wise this year. So where are you at with him? I, I've absolutely loved what I've seen from him. Yeah, and I'm I'm really, really intrigued by him. Um, I haven't seen any of their or any of his last couple games, so I'm a little behind on that. I I have the Maryland one queued up ready to go. You know, that was the one where he had 19. Um and got against Denver, he had 24 on t- 10 of 13 shooting. It's what you love to see, but it, it's the defense is a selling point with them. And I'm just that versatility and high level effectiveness on a nightly basis. And then you add in the kind of improved 
or improving offensive tools, it's it's tough to ask for much else. So I, I'm fascinated to see what he looks like against guys like Jacob Toppin or Cason Wallace um, in this Kentucky game because I, I think it's going to be another awesome test because it's not like he hasn't faced tough teams already like Baylor in Illinois and had really good games. So if he can kind of continue and Pepperdine for that matter. So if he can kind of continue to pad the resume, it's like, okay, this is a guy who's legitimately talking about first round or higher. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I absolutely love his game. Um, I got him at 38 right now. And I feel like it's a wait and see 38. Where it's like, if he keeps this going, I'm gonna be like, this is the first round pick. Like, what are we doing here? And and I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I'm like, I just need a little more. I need a little more. But his, let's let's do this the right way. His last three games, he's averaging 19 points a game, 4.7 rebounds, three steals, um. Shooting splits of 56, 33, 70. I think the shot is fine. Um, it's a little funky. You could tell he's been working on it. I think it's fine. He knows he has the confidence to be like, if you're leaving me wide open, I'm shooting the ball. Like, and, and that's a big deal. Yeah. For some guys like that that have been working on their shot. A lot of guys don't have that confidence, but he has the confidence to be like, nope, I'm letting it rip. And he also understands now of he knows where to find his spots. Like he's got some good touch on, on drives when it comes to the throwing some floaters up. I, I mean, he's just a disruptor. He is a, a really talented wing. And, and me and you have talked about wanting a guy to kind of stand out with his defensive ability. I think Jalen Clark's becoming that guy. Like he is showcasing that he might be able to do some really special stuff on the defensive side of the ball. So I know we're rambling a lot. I don't want to go too in depth. Um, one guy I want to ask you about on UCLA that I'm really struggling with is Amari Bailey. Uh, yeah, I think I like him. Oh, wow. And by like him, I mean, I have him at 30 right now. So, Whoa. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> You don't want to know where I <laughs> No, and I, I get it because like he, he hasn't really shown me anything to like really get excited about and move him up, but then he also hasn't shown me anything really glaring to like really drop him either. So like there have been enough kind of flashes and sustained, you know, runs of play where it's like, oh okay, this is like he he knows what he's doing out there. Um so again, I'm intrigued, but it's there's basically been very little to no movement on him uh, for me since the start of the season. Okay. Wasn't expecting that. Um, Do you have a draftable grade on him? Oh yeah. Yeah. I oh. just, <laughs> uh, I haven't, I have him. I have him in my top 57. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. So what, what, what what don't you like, or what I, is concerned, or what? However you want. I to like it. it. It's very inconsistent, and he looks sure. like the. It looks like it's the Peyton Watson experience, and there's he looks like a guy that, if he went back for one more year, he could absolutely explode. And it, but then, like 
he'll have some games where he, I, I just am like, okay, I don't really love it. I don't know if it's just me and I'm not seeing it or, and then he has like a two game stretch where I'm like, okay, is he turning the corner? And then it's the same. And then I'm like, okay, are we in the playing for Mick Cronin conversation where you just go like, okay, well playing for Mick, like not everyone's going to get the big numbers, especially if they're a freshman, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he had a four-game stretch. He has 19 against Pepperdine. I remember, I watched that game. I was like, he looks great. I was like, this might be where he turns around. 12 against Bellarmine, 19 against Stanford, 14 against Oregon. He was on. He was cooking. And then he just had four against Denver and four against Maryland. So I'm like, okay, you're gonna be the guy that pisses me off all year. Like this is this. I've finally found you. So I don't know. I just am trying to figure out where's my range with him because he looks like he's got flashes. I just don't know if it's one and done or I don't know if it's like, Hey, if you win another year, you could really explode those skills and be a top, you know, 20 pick. I don't know if he gets up there anyways. I I don't know. He's going to be a guy that I have to ask around about. Cause I'm like, where, where's everyone's vibes at? What am I not seeing? Cause I'm not perfect. I, I'm learning. All right. Uh, any kind of big picture thoughts on Kentucky? Um, have your feelings on any of these guys changed? Um, I'm s- still love everything. Casey Wallace does. Um, Jacob top. And I think is another interesting kind of second round guy. A- any kind of big picture thoughts since last time we talked about him? Um, I've got only one guy from Kentucky in my top 60. So I'm, I'm hoping it's Kaysen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was, I was thinking I was having at least two, but I coming into the year, I was thinking I was having two in the top 30 and yeah, whoops. it's pretty depressing. And Kentucky's a good team. I just don't, I don't know. But I'm really excited to watch Kaysen Wallace. Um, and now that I'm saying this, Kaysen will have a bad game. Amari Bailey will have 25. That's how it works. And, and it, thanks for everyone listening this long. I know I rambled a little bit. Metcalf, I know you're under the weather, but I tried to do most of the talking. My throat hurts now. so I, I'm Well, we, we, we still got one more game to go. So, oh, um, Yeah, yeah, here we go. All right, so we can be quick on this one. But t- Tennessee versus Arizona. Um, I talked on Tuesday about Julian Phillips with Mark Schindler. If you missed that, go check it out. Albert and Corey just put up a great episode on Julian Phillips as well. So a lot of Julian Phillips talk this week. Um, I have a first round grade on him right now. Um, About damn time. Where are you at with him? Uh, I got him at 20. Perfect. Um, Very, very big fan of his. Very, very intrigued. I love the upside. I think... Very big test. I mean, we're getting to the games where this is the test for a lot of these prospects. Like, okay, let's see how close you are. And if Phillips has a good game um, against Arizona, which I think Arizona is starting to get their mojo back after getting, you know, curb stomped against Utah. Utah nightlife's undefeated. We all know this. That's a big game. Um, Going into Tucson, I, I literally would be going to that game, but I'm, once they got me tickets to Suns Pelicans, can't complain with that. So I'm excited though to to watch that film on repeat. I'll probably be sneaking it in the you know 
in between timeouts, probably be sneaking that on. Um, what are you, you don't need to go on a rant about Phillips too much. Cause you've talked about him like crazy. If everyone was here, like we, we just talked, Mark Schindler was on shout out, Mark. I listened to that episode. It was great. Corey and Albert, whatever. Talk to me about <laughs> Bolo. <laughs> Talk to me about Bolo. Um, I'm having problems. I've, th- I've wanted to throw this at the group chat and I've stopped myself like five times. And then I, I was going to have him in my top 50 oh, and wow. I stopped. Um, I'm having problems. This is, this is one of the guys I'm having some real problems with because I've watched him last year and I've seen how much better he's gotten one year. I wrote about this in my piece. Shout out to the Arizona Wildcats developmental staff. Unbelievable job. You guys should all get whatever job you want next year because of the job work you've done with Bala. He he has skills, Metcalf. He's real skills. He's a problem. Um, he's got a little bit of playmaking upside that I think a lot of people don't realize. He uses his body. He understands yeah. angles. There's a lot of stuff there. He's got a beautiful little baby hook. He's got good feet. I know he's the old school big, and I know that I keep having blinders with this big class. Why not? Like that, why not Ballo? And I'm not trying like he's 20. He's turning 20. He's a junior. He's turning 21 in July. Still young. I when I saw his frame, it still it looks like it's still like in a weird way, it's like baby fat. Like he has still like muscle to to add. And I'm like, you're doing this to guys. And I mean, even going watching back at that Creighton game, I was just like, he he has some legit footwork and yeah, feel so. I don't know. I, I I just keep going. I'm like, why not? Why? If I had a top sixty pick, and I'm picking at fifty three, and I need to rotate a big, why would I not throw a fish line at at, at a Marbalo? I mean, he's been awesome. So I need your help because I'm actually really struggling with this one. I took him off. He's not my top sixty. I said, okay, show me, show me more. I'm gonna go see UCLA, Arizona later this year or uh, in January, and that's going to be another big test for him. Cause it's probably going to be him and, and, uh, Bona and those two will battle. Those two might explode the universe. Yeah. I, I, I have him at like 72 right yeah. now. Um, and I, I get he, it. He, he just keep, kind of steadily keeps moving up. Uh, cause he just keeps dominating the games he's in. Um, and it, he's dominating because of how big he is, but it's not only because of how big he is. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned the feet because that's really stood out to me, both in the post um, and on defense. I, I think he has great feet, surprisingly good feet for a guy, his size. Since he doesn't do anything that like really wows you on offense, like the playmaking or shooting or anything like that. He's one of these guys where I feel like I'm really going to have to like, hone in on like the nuances of his game and the real little things he does with his rim protection um, and pick and roll coverage and how he communicates and moves the ball and screens all those little things um, to really get a better sense of him. And then once I do that, maybe, yeah, I'm not ruling it out because he has just continued to produce and continue to improve. And that's all we ask from these guys. So when they do it, why not reward it? So you know, I, I just kind of want to make sure is that, okay, can he be one of these more traditional 
you know, lumbering. I, I, I know that has a negative connotation to it. I don't necessarily mean it that way. Uh, old school bigs like a Zubach, who's been incredible for the Clippers. Or is he just a guy who doesn't really fit in this NBA, but could thrive in Europe? So I don't know. He, I, he, I just kind of got to see the the minutia of his game. And that'll probably, you know, just take me another seven months to look at. Yeah, it's funny how long that's going to take, isn't it? Like, I watched him in person, and I just was like, like, I I got to a point where I was like, okay, I got a feel for TJD. Like, I'm still thinking about it. But I was watching Balo, and I was like, this this dude. And I was like, it's not just power. He's doing it with his feet. I was like, and it's on both sides. And I was like, there's there's just a lot of upside here. And I mean, his last five games, he's averaging 19, almost, he's almost averaging 20 and 10 with almost two blocks, 75% from the field. I'm right there with you. It's 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 either he's the old school big that just doesn't click or he goes overseas and plays and gets like a 10-year contract with Spain. He's just skilled, but you you watch him and you're like, "Oh, is he 6-9 in this No, he's 7 foot 260. I mean, and he moves, and he's got light feet, but he's going to be the guy I keep puzzling cuz I had him like 55 and then I was like, Ty, what are you doing? Like, I, I, I'm weird. I talked to myself. I was like, what are you doing? You're just thinking with your heart right now. And I was like, okay, put him outside and wait and see if he, this keeps happening. Cause you know, he's going to go get up against Oregon. He's got Tennessee. I mean, Arizona's going to get a, a grind of a schedule coming up and you know, that UCLA matchup, if, if he keeps doing this against big time teams, we're going to have to have a conversation about Ballo. I mean, why not? That's all I keep saying. Why not? All right. Um, uh, and what else do you have? I, I've, I've rambled so long. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Um, the, the only other names to Bellis, uh, keep an eye on, um, others that no ceilings are a little higher on him mm-hmm. than I was, or I am. I thought he was awesome in that Indiana game though. Yeah. Um, and then Pella Larson, who oh. I love all the little things he does. The outside shot just hasn't been where I wanted it to be, but I mean, his passing, his defense, his rebounding, uh, the movement, all of it's been really good. I just need him to shoot it at not 26%. Uh, Larson's very frustrating. I, I absolutely love him. Um, he does so many little things the right way. Just as Metcalf put it, like coming into the year, I was like, this is a three and D dream, even though he's a little undersized. He's, Seeing him in person, that dude is built like a brick shit house. I mean, he is ripped, but you know, dude, obviously that weight training shoot ruining his shot. You know, I'm kidding. Um, Tabellas looked great against Indiana. He's very skilled. I'm just trying to figure out same thing as Ball. I'm trying to figure out what's the upside for Tabellas at the NBA level because he he needs a mid range jumper. Oh. With his passing ability, if he unlocked that, that uh, be lights out. So, yeah, that's that's all I got, Metcalf. I'm sorry, but this is a long one. I wasn't expecting it. I thought this yeah, was a short well, one. Well, I, I, we, we still got to hold to two traditions. So, like every episode, what was the best thing you saw recently? The best thing I saw, um, the funniest was I was literally sitting on the couch today watching film. And I was like, Metcalf's going to ask me today, isn't he? And then I <laughs> stopped. Um, what was it? You go ahead first. I I, I had one, and I'm, I'm blanking on it. I'm going to try to get it back real quick. I swear I did have one. Um, 
Um, I, I'm going to go with Milos Uzan. Apologies on pronunciation. A point freshman point guard for Oklahoma. Um, he was awesome against Arkansas. He got to the rim whenever he wanted. Super comfortable scoring and passing with both hands. Really good on ball, uh, defensive footwork. Um, you know, pro- probably not a this year guy, but just got into the starting lineup recently. He looked incredible. So I, he's definitely a guy to at least keep an eye on or re- at least remember the name. This sucks because I really did have one. Oh, um, yeah, no, sure, totally. No, I did. I, I, I really did have one. What's going on in the NBA world? Something was driving me crazy, and I was just like, Um, well, we're not going to talk about anything Celtics related because after I started off the last episode with that comment, oh, I mean, let's let's talk about um, Bull Bull, baby. All right, Bull Bull just keeps doing some stuff on the court. That dude is an absolute monster. Um, I, 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 it's, 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 it's such a weird career for him. Um, I don't know, Metcalf. I got, I got nothing. I failed this week. I really did fail. Uh, I, I, oh, I, this is it. I had it. See if I brought it back. Uh, at the end of or halftime of the Celtics Lakers game, Barkley went on such an epic rant about the Lakers being on TV so much and having to talk about the Lakers. And he's right. And I'm sorry for every Lakers fan. He's right. We should not have to talk. Every single show talks about them nonstop all the time. And I don't want you guys to start talking about the Celtics. So leave us out of it. It's fine. But like, they're not good. The Lakers are not good. They're getting historic production from Anthony Davis. It is unbelievable how good he's been playing. LeBron's been playing that good. They're barely winning games. They're 11 and 16 going into night. I don't know if, top of my head if they're playing tonight whatever but i'm saying like barkley's right (laughs) shows shove it down our throat and that's why i'm a big believer of like every team should have national games i don't care how bad you are every team every fan base deserves to have a national spotlight game and just because the lakers are big market and it's the lakers we we give them 400 games and i hate it it's wrong like didn't the thund- the Thunder didn't even get a national televised game? The Magic didn't. Um, I think the Thunder might have got one. And they took it away after checkout hurt or something. I was like, give me a break! Like every team should have the chance to to have their fan base watching on the spotlight. It's it's bull crap. Wouldn't you love to be having a list of the Van Gundy and Mark Jackson doing Thunder? Orlando Magic? It would be electric. I would be like, yeah, you guys can't fake this one. You better study up. <laughs> So I, I, that was my thing because I, I watched. I agree with Barkley, and he Barkley is hit or miss. And when he's on, he he can be cooking with some gasoline. But I was just like, Lakers are. I, I swear, all I t- hear about is the Lakers every damn day. And I was like, you'd think they're twenty four and three with how much we talk about them. Sorry, Metcalf. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Well, he is Tyler Rucker at Tyler underscore Rucker. I'm Tyler Metcalf at T Metcalf one one. You can find all of our work at no ceilings NBA.com. It's hundred percent free. Just go click, click the subscribe button to make sure that you never miss anything that gets published. You can find all of our merchandise at no ceilings NBA.bigcartel.com. 
and follow us across all socials at no ceilings tv and on youtube at no or sorry across all socials at no ceilings nba and on youtube at no ceilings tv <sighs> yikes if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to subscribe leave a review and five star rating until next time see ya